0: Welcome to Being Mom, a podcast about modern motherhood. I'm your host, Ali Kozel. This is where we have honest conversations about the mind blowing transition to motherhood, nurturing our families, and the beautiful roller coaster ride of being a mom. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, world. Welcome to the first episode of Being Mom. This is a project that I have been carrying around in my heart space for, gosh, almost two years, and I feel so happy to be bringing it out into the world and into your ears today. So thank you for being here. I think a good place to begin is with my introducing myself. So hello, my name is Ali Kozel, and I live in Southern California with my husband and our son. He is seven years old. Actually, that's not true. He's seven and three quarters. That's important to him. So he's seven and three quarters. And he is very strong-willed and deeply sensitive at the same time, which isn't actually really surprising because if you know my husband and I, it makes total sense that we invited a strong-willed, sensitive being to teach us and for us to guide. So our son is also charming and funny and generous and precocious, curious, creative, and actually super chatty, especially when you get to know him. He'll just chat and chat and chat. He's all around a really wonderful human being, and I feel very lucky to be his mama. Even when he's pushing my buttons, he really knows how to do that. (laughs) So being on this motherhood path has been one of the most challenging and humbling experiences of my life. One of the things I've come to know with my own experience and also talking to other moms a lot is that when you become a mom, you're truly never, ever the same. And it's hard and it's awesome and it's heartbreaking and heartwarming and Hilarious, like all at the same time. And my intention behind this podcast is to create a space where we just get to talk about it. Because, especially early on, but it still remains true to this day, when I have the opportunity to hear from other moms about what it's been like to become a mom, to be a mom, to navigate. This journey, I feel so much less alone in it. And I think that, you know, one of the things that we all crave, mom or not, is just a sense of belonging and connection to the greater motherhood community. So this podcast is a space where we are going to share the stories of being mom. To me, mom stories are so deeply human that they have the potential to remind us of the beauty of humanity. And I don't know about you, but that is becoming more and more important for me all the time. So I'm going to start us off by telling you one of my motherhood stories. So my transition into motherhood was not smooth. And that's the story that I'm going to share with you today, which is the story of my son's birth. So I'll start this by telling you that I was very lucky to become pregnant quite quickly after we started trying to conceive. And I was also lucky to have a relatively smooth and easy pregnancy until I reached 37 weeks and I was preparing to go to my 37 week appointment with my OBGYN. And at this point, I was still working. It was actually the second to last day that I was meant to go to work before starting maternity leave. And I got dressed and I was getting ready for work. And I actually happened to ask my husband if he wanted to come to this appointment with me, which was not totally typical, just because at that point in pregnancy, I was going every week and he didn't make it a habit to come to every single appointment and he actually said no at first and then as I was walking out the door he changed his mind and said you know what I'll actually come with you so we went and when I got there they as usual took my blood pressure and they found that it was uncomfortably high and I'll never forget how quiet and rather pensive my doctor became And he said, you know, it's good that you're at 37 weeks. However, it would be really nice if we could keep this baby in for a couple more days. And I remember thinking, I'm sorry, days? Because, you know, this was the end of January and I was expecting to have a baby in February. In fact, we were thinking maybe we would have a Valentine's Day baby. So at this point, it was like, oh, oh this is something's happening here. (laughs) And so I said, Oh, well, you know, I'm actually still working. And he said, Yeah, well, we're going to make yesterday your last day. And so then it was clear that things were not going to go as we had maybe expected. (laughs) And so I quickly got into contact with work and let them know that the in-person meetings that I was meant to have needed to be rescheduled to the phone because I was going to basically be going on bed rest. And my doctor's intention was that we would hopefully keep the baby in for a couple of more days before considering induction. So he then recommended that we actually go across the street to the hospital just as a precaution to do a non-stress test to make sure that our baby was doing fine. So we did that. And my son was totally chilling in there. My fluid levels were fine. There was no indication of him being in distress at all. And then they sent me up to labor and delivery and hooked me up to a blood pressure monitor and found that it continued to be high. My blood pressure was continually high. And so they added a liquid blood pressure medication to hopefully bring it down because, When your blood pressure increases, you are at much more risk for seizure and, you know, other issues. So with this liquid blood pressure medication, my blood pressure did not come down. And it was at this point that my doctor finally told me, you're not leaving here today without delivering your baby. And I remember these words ringing out so loud. It was stunning and unbelievable. And unfortunately, I was, as I mentioned, only just about 37 weeks. And so I wasn't dilated at all. So inducing labor would have been a major uphill battle. And paired with my rising blood pressure, the nurse Said to me, you know, usually I am all for supporting a woman in her choice to labor naturally and to birth vaginally. But honey, even with an epidural, pain causes spikes in blood pressure and you can't afford to have those right now. So at this point, my husband and I took a little bit of time to just discuss our options. And ultimately, we decided to move forward with a cesarean birth because. What we imagined is that I would be induced and then because my body was not prepared to labor at all, that it would be a long, exhausting process that because of the added complication of my blood pressure could end in a cesarean birth anyway. So that's how we landed in a place that was so contrary to our original intentions And once we had decided to move forward with the cesarean, I went through every emotion. I was laughing, I was crying, I felt angry and disappointed. At the same time, I was feeling, you know, elated and excited and curious, while also feeling terrified and a little bit in denial. And, you know, my husband was such a support and he was so present with me for all of that. While I imagine he was probably going through his own storm of emotions. And actually, there's this picture of me that I assume he took of me sitting in the hospital bed. And you can see on my face that I just have so much emotion rolling through me. And at the same time, I am holding my phone because I was texting with work, like saying, sorry, I can't meet with you today or tomorrow because uh, I'm having a baby. And so I'll put that photograph in the show notes because I think it really highlights so perfectly exactly what was going on. So at this point, my amazing nurse, Jenny, talked me through every step of the preparation process because I was feeling so terrified. I had never had surgery before. And eventually, I got the epidural and, you know, lost the feeling in my lower body. And it was actually quite painless, except that right towards the end, I felt this intense tugging and pulling sensation in my lower abdomen. And not long after that, suddenly this loud cry from my son entered the space. And shortly thereafter the assisting doctor came around the blue curtain that they put up to separate you from the visuals of the surgery he came around the curtain holding my son who had this little face that was like what is going on why am i out here and then my husband went to help and cut the umbilical cord and then you know they brought him wrapped up in a little blanket and i got to see him a little bit more and give him a few kisses. There's another really cute picture of the three of us, which I will also post in the show notes. And then my son went off with my husband to do all the testing while they finished up my surgery. And then finally, they wheeled me into the recovery room to wait for the feeling to return to my lower body. And here came my husband and my son, and I got to hold him for the first time. And I was just so overcome with complete awe. And I was just, you know, yes, it was love, but it was more just like, whoa, I had been building a relationship very consciously throughout my pregnancy with this being that I was carrying in my body. And then suddenly there he was and I got to put him skin to skin and that was the beginning of my mothering journey. We stayed in the hospital actually for, gosh, almost a week because they were very concerned. They continued to stay very concerned about my blood pressure, which unfortunately did not come down after I gave birth. And while we were in the hospital, I had a really adverse reaction to some of the pain medication that I was on. and. You know, for anybody who doesn't know, a cesarean birth is actually a major abdominal surgery. So they cut through layers and layers of muscle. And so I had very little ability to move around on my own with ease. And there was this moment where my husband had left the room. I actually have no recollection as to where my son was, whether he was in the room or somewhere, you know, with in the nurse's area. And I got myself up successfully to go to the bathroom. And then I was making my way back. And I sat on the edge of the bed and I could not get myself up and back into my bed. And I was too far away from the button to press for help to call a nurse to help me and I just started to panic and I started to hyperventilate. I actually did have a pretty intense panic attack and at the same time I had been coming off of the pain medication which had been giving me the best way that I can describe it was that I was having like hallucinations that made it feel like I was having memories that weren't my own. It was like I was having deja vu, but I couldn't quite figure out what I was remembering or if it was even my own memory. It's the best I can describe it. And so this panic attack and sort of like vague hallucinations were happening and I was completely alone in the room. And right about that time when I really thought I might not make it, My husband came in the door and I was just panicking and I, you know, I grabbed him and I said, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. And he said, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? And I said, I don't know. I don't know. And then he went and got a nurse and they finally came in and realized that maybe I needed some gentler pain medication to help me through the transition of leaving the intense pain medication than just going straight down to zero. So my experience in the hospital was one of the first inkling that I was starting to lose myself. I didn't get a lot of breastfeeding support and, you know, because I birthed basically three weeks early, my milk production did not come with ease and nobody came to support me to make sure that my son was latching properly so as to stimulate my milk production. So I thought I was breastfeeding for four or five days when really he wasn't actually getting a lot of nourishment and he actually ended up losing almost a pound. And he, so we went, when we went home with him, he was under six pounds. And, um, additionally because he wasn't getting enough milk, he actually developed jaundice because he didn't, um, he didn't pass the bilirubin that was necessary to prevent the jaundice. So when we went home, he actually had to be on light therapy for several days, and it was really chaotic because we had to take him back to the hospital to get this bilirubin level checked every single day, and it just like wasn't working and wasn't working quickly enough, and so there was just all this stress around it. You know, I continued to have trouble breastfeeding, I was recovering from this major surgery, and it was really, really tough. Um, and to make matters even worse, I was actually just starting to get into a rhythm with the breastfeeding when I developed food poisoning. And if you've ever had food poisoning, you know that it is an intense stomach experience. And because I'd had surgery, the intensity of what my body was going through was heightened because I would anticipate the intense pain of, you know, throwing up, which is something that happens like through your stomach. So at that point, I really lost some ground in the breastfeeding and it just continued and continued to be an uphill battle from there to the point where we, you know, started to have to supplement so that my son could get over the jaundice He finally did, of course, and, um, you know, started to gain weight. And I, in those first couple of weeks, it took him some time to gain the weight. And I would, on a consistent basis, be putting him in the car and taking him down to a local new mom support place to weigh him because I, I became incredibly anxious about him gaining weight and that really set the stage for my journey of developing postpartum anxiety at first, which, because it went untreated for a tremendously long time, developed into postpartum depression. And I have told my postpartum depression story publicly before. And so I'll put a link to that story in the show notes if you're interested in hearing more about that. But that is the story of my becoming a mom and I think that my journey into motherhood is really the reason that I wanted to create this podcast because I really believe that when moms tell honest stories and share what we have gone through in this motherhood path we all start to heal I don't care if you had a baby five minutes ago or you are mom to adult children, like the experience of being a mom is so intense and the highs are high, but the lows can feel so low and we can feel really desperately alone. And it's in those moments, especially that moms have to get real. Because when we get real with one another, we can't possibly feel as alone because we heal the worry wheel, the worry wheel of whether or not we're doing a good job or whether we're the only ones experiencing some huge challenge or, you know, whether or not ours is the only child who says weird stuff in the middle of the grocery store, right? Like we're all on this journey of raising what we want to be the happiest, healthiest humans possible. And because it's so hard, we need one another. We do. Because if you're anything like me, you want to feel like you're on this wild ride together with others. Because that's what it is. Motherhood is like a beautiful roller coaster. It takes us up and it takes us down and it turns our hearts upside down. And It's thrilling, but it's also terrifying sometimes. And so let's hold hands. (laughs) Let's hold hands and ride this wild ride together. I don't want to ride alone. And so I'm inviting you to come with me. That's what this podcast is. It's my invitation to be together on this path of motherhood. You know, storytelling, I believe, is one of the most intimate forms of expression because it not only frees the teller, but also the listener. So when you're listening here, you're going to hear stories about pregnancy and birth and the postpartum period and beyond. And we'll talk about how life and love shift when we add babies and kids, both young or older, into the picture. I think basically my ultimate desire is to give voice and expression to the stories that women hold. And in this case, mothers, because we are filled with so much wisdom. And so before we wrap up, if you are excited about this podcast, and I hope that you are, please take a moment to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. They'll just pop up wherever you listen to podcasts. So that's it for now. Until next time, bye. Thank you for listening to the first episode of the Being Mom podcast. Tune in next week to hear a conversation with a mom who I find incredibly inspiring in the way that she really lives according to her values. Don't miss it. And if you liked this episode, there is an easy, free way to support it, which is to share it with a friend or family member. And don't forget to head over to beingmompodcast.com slash show notes to find all the photos and links that I talked about in today's episode. Talk to you next week. Y'all, I forgot to mention that we have a two-year-old. He's a cattle dog, Australian shepherd mix named Blue, and we love him so much. (laughs) Bye.